Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and it's my mission in life to demystify wine, spirits, beer, and cocktails one sip at a time, and this week is going to be no different. In this week's show, we're going to taste a delicious fall cocktail with Connor Rasmussen from Woodbury Kitchen, and then Kevin Addicts from the Maryland Wineries Association will fill us in on the 2012 Maryland Governor's Cup Wine Competition and the state of the wine industry in general. And in our wine sandwich segment, we're going to talk to Reva Khan, director of Days of Taste. It's a program where they show kids how to understand the benefits of fresh seasonal food by bringing them together with chefs and local farmers, which I think is amazing. And there's also a fundraiser we can all go to to support this very worthy program. So to get started, like we do every single week, we always have a sip of the week. And this week, it's going to be a cocktail. And Connor Rasmussen is here from Woodbury Kitchen. He is the head mixologist. He's the guy in charge of all the cocktails. He's going to be at the Farm to Chef Maryland fundraiser I mentioned. And he brought us a little special cocktail. Welcome to the show, Connor. Thank you very much. I'm excited because we are going to have this cocktail mixed up right here in studio, aren't we? Absolutely. Okay, so it's called the Red Hickory, and later you're going to tell us a little bit more about the fundraiser on September 24th Mm -hmm. called Farm to Chef, where people can come out and mix things up with you that evening at the uh, American Visionary Art Museum Mm -hmm. to benefit this great program that we'll hear more about later. But this is one of the types of cocktails you'll be pouring that night. So the Red Hickory, where do we start here? I can start with the name if you'd like. I love it. Yeah, the Red Hickory is a a really um, vibrant, powerful tree that exists all over the um, eastern seaboard, all the way up to Canada, all the way down to Florida. It's, I think, appropriate for fall. It has a good, <clears throat> a good sound to it, but it's also just part of the color of the drink, okay. which we'll get into as we has go. Has to do with the in honor of a tree and the red color that I'm sure we'll be seeing soon. Absolutely. All right, where do we start? What's the first ingredient? Um, I like to build my drinks always from the spirit base up. Okay. Um, using the mix, the rest of the ingredients as you go, and different proportions, making sure that there's balance. And a good way to do that is to make sure that you have the right amount of booze to start. Okay. Um, most single serving cocktails you're going to want to start with. One and a half to two ounces. So um, this spirit is called Blue Coat. It's an American dry gin mm-hmm. out of Pennsylvania. It's made Ooh. by the Philadelphia Distillers. I love it's, it. It's a delicious gin. It's really well balanced. Um, it has some beautiful citrus notes to it. Okay. In addition to the, the juniper that everyone knows and loves. All right. So we have two ounces. One and a half, actually. One and a half of gin. Yep. And what? where are you going to go from there? The next step for this drink for me is the... Fall flavors of pear and oregano. Okay. Um, herbs go really well with fall fruits. Everyone will have had pear and apple with a bunch of different like baking spices and things like that. And oregano is no different. What I did was I took a simple syrup and I infused it with pear, fresh um, Anjou variety pears, which is okay. kind of the pear that everyone's really used to. And then added some oregano and cooked it all together for a bit. Not to get a bunch of dilution, but just to work at having some really, really... High amounts of flavor. Great. And attributed. you put how much of that in there? Just uh, one ounce and a quarter. Great. All right. And you have oregano infused. That sounds delicious already. Yeah. It's really tasty, simple syrup. Then the next step is going to the balance. So that'll be the sweet portion. Now we're working on the sour. I always like as much as I can to use a beautiful blend of tart or citric flavors. 
Um, and as much as we can, especially at Woodbury, we work to use products that are not from very far away. So one of those really amazing products is from Black Ankle Wineries out in Frederick. Mm. Um, the product is called Verjus. Okay. It's a super classic ingredient in European cooking in particular. It can be used in salad dressings, any kind of um, braise or sauce that needs a little brightening. And in cocktails, it's amazing. It's very, very tart. It's unripe grape juice. And it adds a ton of flavor to the drink without adding any specifically citrus flavors. And they're really good. And folks can go to woodburykitchen.com if they want to check out your restaurant, too. We want to make sure we say that. And the website's fantastic. You've got something beautiful and red you're going to put in there. This is the the trick for the color. And an awesome part of the fall, especially in the very beginning, is that you get the very end of your summer ingredients while your fall ingredients are picking up. One of those is a red currant. Very interesting fruit, extremely tart, pretty much used exclusively as a jam in most cooking stuff. Um, but you can also use it, I'm sure, in a salad to brighten something up. Um, it's very tart, it's very bright, and I just have the juice of some currants. And I'm just going to add a little quarter of an ounce, about same as the amount that I added of the verjus. Okay. Um, one of the last ingredients going in the shaker tin is going to be some grapefruit bitters that I made in-house. Love those. They're just made from a uh, high-proof neutral grain spirit infusion blended with some rich syrup and some water. I know you made yours, but you can actually buy grapefruit bitters. Mm-hmm. I, I have bought them at the store. So if folks want to take a little shortcut, yeah. that's okay, that's right? That's an appropriate shortcut. <laughs> okay. The final result, the product will be very different, but it is a, a project to start making your own bitters. All right. So now you're putting some ice here in our shaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm assuming you, you're you going to shake up the mixture. You just put all of that together. Mm-hmm. And I see a bottle of sparkling wine over there, too. So tell me where we're going with this now. Yep. So this is the part of the cocktail that's going to be shaken to get the right amount of dilution to bring all the flavors together. And then the sparkling wine will go on top mm. and get Okay. In. I can't wait. Wait for it. And the sparkling wine that you're going to be using is the Charles de Fair. It's the Jean-Louis uh, Blanc de Blanc, mm-hmm. which is a nice, affordable sparkler to use to drink. So yeah, it is. I love it. That's how he has all his strength in his arms there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's music to my ears, I have to say. <laughs> and it's very important, just a, an awesome tip for anyone trying to make a really, really good cocktail. Make sure that you shake that drink enough. Okay. If you don't shake it for a really solid amount of time, a lot of people go just for 10 seconds with good ice. Oh, no, ice. I watched Bar Rescue. I know. you got to yeah. really put some arm into it. Yeah, and that way it just it, it changes the drink dramatically. It's amazing what water does to a cocktail. It's such an integral ingredient that people will overlook. So you're going to take the mixture here. Each glass gets a little of that, and I mm-hmm. can't wait to see how the sparkling wine pours on top. So it comes out like a really nice pomegranate pink mm-hmm. color. And I actually, I mean, I tried it before I even added any sparkling wine, and I love the way this tastes, but I think for kind of... That's a great sound, too. <laughs> I love the sounds today. Yeah, early fall drink, this is the best way to do it. Okay, so on September 24th at 6.30 p.m. at the American Visionary Art Museum, the Farm to Chef Maryland fundraiser is going on, and you can check it out at farmtochefmd.com. You're going to be featuring the Blue Coat American Dry Gin Mm -hmm. and a couple other spirits, if you will. Tell us what those are while we're finishing off the drink here. Absolutely. I'm adding a little bit of lemon twist to bring some brightness and some lemon oil to the drink. Um, the two other ones are going to be, one is Sloop Betty, which is the only um, Maryland distillery operating right now. Yes, they make they've a, been on the show before. We love that. Perfect. So people already know them. They're fantastic, smooth, 
Um, well-flavored vodka. It's got like a, a good amount of flavor. It's not as much as like a Grey Goose where there's like almost no flavor to it, but it's really tasty. And the other one is Angel's Envy, which is actually from Bardstown, ah. Kentucky. A very interesting bourbon. It's aged in port wine barrels after it's been put together by a master, a master distiller. Great. Now, how much sparkling wine did you put in on top of the other ingredients? You really want a splash? Just a splash. And, okay. Uh, we're going like to put kind up the a... recipe on thewinecoach.com so folks can, if they want to attempt, they can try to make this. Perfect. But let's go ahead and give it a taste. Absolutely. But certainly I think one of the best options would be to just come into Woodbury Kitchen or to attend the fundraiser, the Farm to Chef fundraiser on the 24th and just see you in action and get this from your hands. Yeah, so, see me in action, see a bunch of different bartenders from ball, all around Baltimore, a bunch of different... Um, fantastic bars like B&O Brasserie and okay. Fredericks on Fleet and mm. Rye Bar Willow down in Fells Point. Awesome bartenders all working within the same beautiful uh, craft cocktail mentality of having really it. fantastic ingredients. This is delicious. Oh my gosh, you cannot even tell that there's alcohol in this, which is very <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I love it. It's called the Red Hickory. Connor Rasmussen from Woodbury Kitchen. I'm going to enjoy every last sip of this, and I can't wait to see you on the 24th of September. Absolutely. All right, cheers. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, each week, Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com. You're listening to The Sipping Point, and this is Lori Forster, the wine coach. I am so excited for today's wine sandwich of the week, and that's where we talk about pairing great food with awesome wines, because today I have Reva Khan here, who's the national chair of the Days of Taste program. She's going to join us and tell us how their program inspires children to appreciate fresh local foods by interacting with the farmers and the chefs. She actually does this program nationwide, but very seriously here in the Baltimore area because this is her home. And the program goes into schools and helps children interact with those farmers, understanding the basics of the elements of taste, as well as putting food together with local chefs. And right now with, you know, Top Chef and everything else going on, Children, Iron Chef, children are definitely excited about food and contests and chefs. And so we can really get to them and introduce them to real food, not packaged food and fast food. So welcome to the show, Reva. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope I did your cause justice, but that's what I'm hoping we can start with. Tell me a little bit more about Days of Taste. I gave you the folks, I guess, a teaser, but what motivated you and the AIWF, right, the American Institute of Wine and Food, to start this program? The program actually originated in France because French chefs were disgusted with the way their kids were eating American, you know, food that was no longer real food. And it was brought over to the United States and actually to New York City in 1995. And it was embraced by Julia Child, who was the founder of one of the founders of the American Institute of Wine and Food and was also had this vision of something like Days of Taste. She called it Resetting the Table. And so they brought together chefs and they took them to a farmer's market in in New York City and they started this program. And then we brought it here. It was championed by our chairman of of our chapter of the American Institute of Wine and Food, Diane Nees, and she wanted us to do it. And so we 
originally had trouble getting it into the public schools because we are the American Institute of Wine and Food. So we actually started in a private school, St. James Academy, and we did one class and we started with Chef Ned Atwater and um, Joan Norman took the kids around the farm. And so we started it there. And from there, it's blossomed. And now with Chef Moose to Schools, all the chefs, you know, that 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 whole movement and the locavore movement we were really at the lead. I love that. When are people going to understand that wine is food and not be <laughs> off put by that? But the AIWF, their website is AIWF.org if folks want to check more out. I think it's a very worthy cause. As I mentioned, my husband's a chef and we don't let our daughter. She has to try everything. And we've started that from very, very young. But I have family members, I have friends, kids who will only eat mac and cheese or chicken nuggets. That's about the extent of it. So you're really looking to hopefully just to kind of expose them to more taste, more options, and hope that not to preachy preach. I, I know you say you're not really trying to tell them about, you know, nutrition in a hardcore way, but really just expose them so they're more comfortable with different kinds of foods, right? That's you. I could not say it any better. It's really very discovery based. So we allow the kids, we we give them the opportunity to play around with it and to discover the tastes of real food. And most of them actually like it. And they may hate the bitter arugula the first time they try it. But when a chef who has this rock star quality at this point says, you know, I hated it when I was your age, too. But let's just squeeze a little lemon, sprinkle a little of that salty cheese on it. Try it again. I won't say they love it. But most of them will say, yeah, you know, that tastes better. I you were it. right. And so it really does change their mindset and they are more willing to try it. That's I about, I think, what we really want them to do. Have a more open mind to fruits and vegetables because they'll try anything in a box with a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> and candy in there. I know that from my own. <laughs> okay. So to do to have this kind of undertaking and with such a great mission requires a lot of funding. And yes. I know the AIWF, you know, does part of that, but fundraising is a big piece of keeping this going. And I'm definitely going to talk to you after the show about trying to get this out to the eastern shore of Maryland. But you have a great fundraiser coming up on September 24th at 630 called Farm to Chef Maryland. Tell us more about what's going to go on at the fundraiser. Well, this event really captures the spirit of Days of Taste because we have great chefs who many of whom actually do days of taste with the children, they will be there, and they're taking ingredients straight from the farm. And every Days of Taste student actually goes to visit a farm and tours with the farmer. And a lot of those farmers will be at the event. So they're using that fresh food. They're using it in creative ways to balance flavors and to, as we tell the kids, to please all five senses. Mm. And the chefs are really into it. When I speak to the chefs that do Days of Taste, I mean, they are competing. So you get phenomenal food at this event and with great ingredients because the farmers also want to show off their best ingredients and they're providing their very best. So it's a great opportunity for really creative food, innovative food and great food. Yes. And the list of chefs that are coming, I'm looking at that right now. It's too long to even go. But, you know, certainly we have Clementine and we have Riley's Oyster House and the Wine Merchant. And I know Woodbury Kitchen is going to be represented. So top restaurants and all different kinds of cuisine are going to be there. Uh, As well as Connor, who was our mixologist, there's going to be pairings of cocktails and maybe some wine. That 
I'm not positive, yes. but I believe so. And um, it, it's going to be a great event. And the guests get to judge also. We have four categories. There's vegetarian, there's main courses, appetizers, and desserts. So it's a great, wow. it's a really great opportunity to support what I consider a great cause. And um, Days of Taste is primarily volunteers running it, but it still costs a lot to take the kids to a farm, to give them this opportunity. And um, the chefs volunteer their time and everything else, but it's still, it does cost, I'd say, about $1,800 a school. Wow. So it's a lot of money. So the fundraiser is Monday, September 24th at 630. It's at the American Visionary Art Museum, which I love going there for any event. You can check it out at farmtochefmd.com. If you pre-order your tickets now, and this is a great way to spend a Monday, right? Mondays usually I don't look forward to, but this Monday I'm looking forward to. If you pre-order, it's a $90 ticket, and that's all the food and the wine and the cocktails. You're going to have auctions there. You can still buy tickets at the door. They're $10 more. And if you join as a member of AIWF, if you love food and wine and you want to do more events like this, you can get tickets for even less. And I'm sure all the information on that is at AIWF.org. Reva Khan from Days of Taste, thank you so much for letting us know about the program. I know you're going to be getting a lot of calls about this, want people wanting to bring it to their school and expand across the country. And I can't wait to see you Monday the 24th at Farm to Chef. Thanks. Cheers.